Everybody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. There's a problem here. The problem is that pity parties foster and undergird self-centeredness. The problem is that pity parties lead to more and more selfishness. And pity parties... undermine endurance. Pity parties can destroy perseverance. And the text this evening in Hebrews takes us to the idea of perseverance, and not only the idea of perseverance, but the text in Hebrews this evening seeks to cause you and me to foster perseverance, to foster soul-preserving perseverance. And so, uh, with, with that in mind, that idea in mind, that the text is uh, seeking to cause us to foster soul-preserving perseverance. We want to look at uh, this little section in the uh, book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 32 through 38. And uh, as we go there, uh, to uh, get a little bit of the context once again is helpful. The writer to the Hebrews uh, has been laying before us the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, the, the, the big center section of the book of Hebrews, uh, starting in chapter 4 and ending in uh, chapter 10, lays before us the priesthood of Christ, that uh, Christ is a better priest, that Christ uh, brings about a better covenant, that Jesus Christ uh, brings about and ushers in a better covenant uh, upon better promises. And uh, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, is before us to be followed. And the uh, writer to the Hebrews con is concerned that those who, to whom he's writing uh, are uh, going to fall back away from the faith uh, that they had received in Christ. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, it's interesting that in uh, chapter 3 of the book of Hebrews, uh, uh, the writer there uh, lays before those to whom he writes and lays before us the uh, children of Israel in the wilderness who were redeemed uh, uh, through the ministry of Moses but desired to turn back to Egypt. And uh, they perished in the wilderness. And... Uh, in chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, uh, we have a recitation of those who uh, persevered in the faith and uh, were faithful to the end. 
And uh, so uh, those, those uh, chapters uh, rather uh, bookend this big center section of the book of Hebrews. And we're in a little piece of the book of Hebrews that is transitioning from uh, this big center section that uh, talks about Christ and the priesthood of Christ and introduces the uh, chapter on faith. And uh, specifically, uh, this section that we read this evening is the third part of this uh, transition uh, piece that uh, leads into chapter 3. And you'll notice that in verses 35 and 36, uh, we have uh, the note of endurance or perseverance. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance. You see, this is what the writer to the Hebrews is concerned about. Not turning back, but uh, having endurance. And the word endurance can be translated perseverance. You have need of perseverance. Uh, For you have need of perseverance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. And so, uh, not only the uh, people in the New Testament era to whom uh, this letter was addressed more specifically, but uh, you and I need perseverance. And uh, this letter uh, about perseverance now comes to the place of urging us to foster this perseverance. You have need of perseverance so that when you have done the will of God. Uh, of course, uh, you can think right away of the, the Great Commission. Uh, Go therefore into uh, all the nations and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do to do all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The idea is uh, not only to learn uh, what Jesus Christ uh, teaches us uh, from uh, Genesis uh, through the whole Bible, uh, through Revelation, uh, but the idea is to learn to do, to learn to practice, to learn to carry out all that Jesus Christ has taught us. Uh, In the morning service, our pastor is uh, leading us uh, step-by-step through the uh, Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments, at least in large measure, are teaching us how we are to live, what we are to do, how we are to practice the faith. And uh, the Shorter Catechism lays out what we are to avoid, what we are forbidden in each commandment, and what we are required to do That's the idea, what we are required to do in each of the commandments. And so we are being shown how to live. Uh, We are being discipled. This is the idea. Therefore, uh, uh, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God... It's striking, isn't it? So when when you have done the will of God, and when will that be? When you... Uh, depart this life when you have done all uh, that you are able to do uh, in this life and you meet the Lord and your soul is made perfect in holiness when you 
have done the will of God, uh, when all of this has taken place, uh, then you may receive what was promised, and that is heaven itself and the glories of heaven. And uh, verse 35 leads us in the same direction. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. Do not throw away your confidence, which you have in Jesus Christ. Don't walk away from that confidence, which you have in Jesus Christ, because in the end, there is great reward. It is the reward of heaven. And it's not that you earn something, or it's not that I earn something. It's uh, the reward of grace, uh, that you and I are saved by grace through faith. And uh, in the end, God is pleased to give us His heaven and the pleasure of being there forever. And the writer to the Hebrews, then, is urging us to foster this perseverance, to foster this uh, endurance. And uh, you'll notice in verses 37 and 38 uh, that there's a quotation there. Uh, I think in most of our Bibles, uh, the, in the newer versions, uh, the quotation is uh, given in a little bit different font uh, so that you can tell it's a quotation. And it's a quotation from Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. And uh, it happens uh, that uh, very often in the New Testament, when uh, quotations are given uh, of the Old Testament, uh, the quotations are from uh, the Old Testament Greek uh, rather than the Old Testament Hebrew. And that's the case uh, here in uh, Hebrews chapter 10. For yet a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And uh, in the quote, uh, the accent is uh, not upon the vision that's given to Habakkuk, uh, but it's upon the one who stands behind the vision and the one who carries out the prophetic word that's given in the vision. Yet, in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. In other words, Jesus Christ will come a second time in glory. And he will come at the appointed time. And he will not delay his coming. He will not come before the appointed time. And he will not uh, come after the appointed time. He will come exactly as has been appointed by the Father. And then, uh, in a striking way, we have the uh, classic uh, statement of justification by grace through faith. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And of course, uh, the Apostle Paul quotes uh, this statement in uh, Romans and also in Galatians. And we understand it, as I said, uh, to be the classic uh, statement with regard to justification by uh, faith, by grace through faith. My righteous one, the one who receives the gift of righteousness from God, has this gift of righteousness and has life uh, by faith. The 
A lone means of justification is faith. And uh, the apostles, of course, uh, make a big point of the fact that it's not by works, it's by faith alone. And uh, this was the great Reformation uh, principle. And verse 38 goes on to say, And if he shrinks back, if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. It's a wonderful thing. If you are right with God, you have the prospect of heaven. But if you shrink back away from God and repudiate the gospel and repudiate Jesus Christ, then what does God say? My soul has no pleasure in him. Now you shudder because you do not want to be in that position where God has no pleasure in you. Uh, But now the question arises, why in the world does the writer to the Hebrews use Habakkuk as an example of perseverance or endurance? Uh, You look at the text and you wonder, uh, what's up here uh, with this? Well, we have to go back to uh, Habakkuk chapter 2. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk. So Habakkuk chapter 2 and uh, verses 3 and 4. And uh, you'll notice here that uh, what's said is, is a little bit different because now we're zeroing in on the original Hebrew text, whereas in Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, the quotation comes from the Greek translation. So there's a a little variance here. Uh, Don't be disturbed by this, uh, you see, uh, because under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Hebrews was written and quoted from the Greek. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, So we can be assured that it is the word of God. Uh, But we can learn something now from uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. For the vision is yet at the appointed time. You see, the emphasis here now is on the vision. Uh, For the vision is yet at the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail. Uh, Though it tarries, wait for it. For it will certainly come, it will not delay. Behold, as for the proud one... His soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. And there's that, uh, that statement of justification by grace through faith uh, once again. Uh, notice now in verse 3, and uh, I think this is in all the English uh, translations, the word wait. Uh, let me read it again. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. Or uh, just wait. And the word wait, uh, which is carried over, uh, the idea is carried over into Hebrews 10, is the word, guess what? Persevere. Endure. That's the idea in the Greek translation. It's the word persevere. Habakkuk, persevere, endure, be patient. 
Now, uh, why does God uh, tell Habakkuk this? Well, uh, here's the update on Habakkuk. Habakkuk was uh, quite upset and disturbed uh, with regard to the sin of Judah and Jerusalem. Uh, Habakkuk lived uh, there some decades before the Babylonians came in. And uh, Habakkuk cries out to God, Why don't you do something about this, Lord? Why don't you take care of this sinful situation? Why don't you avenge yourself? And Habakkuk is told by the Lord, Okay, easy, (laughs) easy. Uh, In due time, I will avenge myself, and I'm going to bring the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, against Judah and Jerusalem. And uh, they will judge the people. But be patient. Wait. And Habakkuk uh, thinks to himself and says, well, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you're going to, Lord, you're going to bring a nation that's less righteous and more barbaric than the sins of the people, than, than the people in Jerusalem and Judea, and more sinful uh, than these people. You're going to bring... Uh, that barbaric nation against uh, Judah and Jerusalem as the hand of your justice? God says, yes, that's what I'm going to do. But wait. (laughs) Be patient. Uh, I will, in due time, also judge the Babylonians. And uh, this is the circumstance out of which now uh, we hear these words. Verse 3, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal, and it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait. Wait. Be patient. Persevere. Endure in the circumstance in which you find yourself Habakkuk. And then... Strikingly enough, attached to this idea of perseverance is this statement of justification by grace through faith. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. In other words, God's message to Habakkuk is something like this. Habakkuk, trust me. And as you trust me, you are right with me. And perseverance and endurance is part and parcel with saving faith. This is the idea that emerges from Habakkuk. Okay, now let's go back to Hebrews chapter 10. See, the whole idea here is in Hebrews chapter 10, these verses that we've looked at is foster perseverance. And one of the ways that you do this is remember the saints of old like Habakkuk who persevered and lived out their 
life in perseverance in the light of their faith. And that's what you and I need to do. You and I need to live out our lives in perseverance in light of justifying faith in Jesus Christ. And so Habakkuk becomes an example of perseverance. How else does the writer to the Hebrews uh, tell us to foster uh, this perseverance, this soul-preserving perseverance? The writer to the Hebrews uh, says to you and to me, remember, remember your former days when you came to Christ or when the Holy Spirit in a significant way worked in your life and what took place. Verses 32, 33, and 34. But remember the former days when, after being enlightened, you endured a great conflict of sufferings, partly by being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations, and partly by becoming sharers with those who were so treated. For you showed sympathy to prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession, a lasting one. Remember the former days when after being enlightened. And what uh, the text is telling us is, uh, remember uh, when you were converted. Some of you were converted uh, later in life. I was converted later in life. So the call is uh, to look back and remember uh, when you were converted or remember the time Uh, If you were brought up in a Christian family and uh, brought up uh, in the church, remember the time when, bingo, the light suddenly went on and in a new way you saw the gospel and you understood the gospel and a new zeal for Jesus Christ and a new zeal for the gospel dawned in your heart. Uh, This is the call, you see. Look back and... Uh, See what God did uh, to you and in you and for you. And don't forget that. But remember the former days uh, when after being enlightened, you endured great conflict of sufferings, partly by being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations, and partly by becoming sharers with those who were so treated. Uh, you, you can think about, uh, to uh, update this and, and to bring it into our generation, uh, you can think about uh, these, this uh, uh, bakery in Oregon and this couple who uh, owned a bakery in Oregon, and uh, uh, they were asked by a uh, homosexual couple to uh, bake them a wedding cake and uh, cater a, a wedding for them. And they said, no, uh, 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 we're not going to do that. You can come in and buy a cake uh, if you want, but we're not going to design a special cake for you uh, for uh, uh, this kind of a service. Uh, We think that that's an abridgment of our faith. And uh, uh, this bakery and this couple were promptly sued, and uh, they were fined $135,000. You can imagine now uh, a little mom-and-pop business suddenly required to pay $135,000. It's like the confiscation 
of their business and the confiscation of their property. They had to close their business. And the uh, appeals are still winding slowly uh, through the court system. And you can think of uh, the, uh, the pizza shop in uh, northern uh, Indiana that uh, got into a problem uh, during the uh, REFRA uh, debate uh, uh, about uh, freedom of religion. And uh, uh, they were approached. It was really kind of a setup. They were approached by a, uh, a news reporter and the news reporter went in there and talked to uh, the daughter of the owner and asked the daughter of the owner, you know, that, that reporters are great sometimes. They stick these microphones in your face and ask these questions. And uh, so they asked ask the question, uh, would you cater a gay wedding? And uh, no, we would not do that. And it was, as it were, all hell broke loose against these poor people. In the media and... Uh, on social media, and uh, uh, there were individuals who wrote on Twitter, well, I hope somebody goes there and burns down their store. Makes you feel real good, doesn't it? Uh, this is because of their faith. And none of us, none of us are above having something like this take place in our lives. And this is the kind of thing that the writer to the Hebrews is talking about. You endured great conflict of suffering. Uh, you uh, endured reproaches and tribulations. You accepted the seizure of your property. Uh, this is what happens when you Basically, lose your business. Uh, but this is, this is what happens. And uh, you see, the writer to the Hebrews is uh, trying to punctuate uh, the idea that perseverance is needed. Perseverance is really needed. And in order to foster perseverance, you and I need to look back and understand the zeal uh, that we had when we were first converted. And isn't it interesting? Because very often this is what happens to us. That an individual is converted and they're full of zeal and they're full of themselves and we say to them, well, they'll calm down, you know. They'll, reality will strike soon and they'll calm down and they'll back off. And the writer to the Hebrews is saying, no, no, it ought to be just the opposite. That zeal ought to be present so that we are able to persevere to the end. And uh, finally, uh, the writer to the Hebrews says to you and to me, uh, foster uh, perseverance by remembering your connection to the greater body of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 39. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. 
Uh, you'll notice how verses 38 and 39 connect uh, to each other. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction. You see, this is the note of consolation. This is the note of encouragement. We are not of those who shrink back unto destruction. Praise God uh, that this is the case. But we are of those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. We are the ones who have this soul-preserving faith in Jesus Christ. And you and I need to be reminded of this. Uh, This is one reason why we come to church morning and evening on the Lord's Day, to be reminded of these things, to have the gospel regularly set before us so that we understand the gospel more thoroughly week by week and so that we do persevere in the faith and we're encouraged in this perseverance. And now, you see, the writer to the Hebrews launches into chapter 11. Now, faith is the assurance, etc., etc., etc. And the writer to the Hebrews goes through a recitation of the individuals in the Old Testament who manifested such faith. And he also indicates where they suffered great turmoil and distress because of their faith. And when you get then to chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2, or verse 1, what does it say? Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run the race with endurance, with perseverance. There it is again. Foster perseverance. This is the great lesson and the great challenge that we are given in chapter 10 in this final section that transitions into Chapter 11. Oh. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. Now, uh, perhaps you're not saying that uh, specifically, but uh, too many of us uh, tend to lapse into this self-centeredness and this uh, posture of feeling sorry for ourselves. What is the answer? You've got to refocus, friends. You've got to refocus. You've got to get your eyes off yourself and quit focusing on yourself so much and focus on the things of God and the things that God is doing and the works of the great God of heaven. And you need to think about what life was like when you... When God first brought you to saving faith in Christ and how your heart was bursting with joy 
and you love Jesus Christ, and you are willing to go through the fires with Jesus Christ. And you need to remember the saints of old, like Habakkuk. And you can also remember Job. It's very striking that in uh, the fifth chapter of the book of James, uh, James says, remember, and uh, the new translations say, uh, the modern translations say, remember the patience of Job. It's the same word that we're talking about. Remember the endurance of Job. Remember the perseverance of Job. He had friends, (laughs) so-called. He had counselors uh, who who came to his side and uh, said to him, No, no, Job, you're on the wrong track. And Job said, No, no, I think I'm on the right track. And Job, through the fire that was brought to him, as God... Uh, Loose the devil upon him. Job persevered. And so you need to remember the Old Testament examples of uh, these uh, saints in uh, the Old Testament. And finally, you need to remember that you're part of a company of people that's much bigger than you are. We, We get the idea, poor me, poor me. And all of a sudden, we think of ourselves as the center of the universe. You know, how perverse is that? To think of ourselves as the center of the universe. No. Jesus Christ is the center of the universe. And we need to refocus on the things of God and the purposes of God and remember that we are a part of a great cloud of witnesses. How many particles of water do you suppose you could count in a great cloud of witnesses? It's interesting to go out uh, on a foggy morning and uh, drive to wherever you're going and quickly you have to turn on the windshield. All those minuscule particles in that cloud of fog that has settled close to the earth. And you and I are part of a great cloud of witnesses, of people who have loved Jesus Christ and do love Jesus Christ and will love Jesus Christ. In the end, we are going to be before the throne of the great God of heaven with those multitudes, with that great cloud of witnesses giving praise to the Savior. Foster perseverance in your own heart by remembering that you are part of a great cloud of witnesses. Foster perseverance in your heart by remembering those many Old Testament saints that preceded you and persevered to the end. Foster perseverance in your heart 
by remembering the good things that God has already done for you. Foster soul-preserving perseverance. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. You're good to us in every respect. How could we cry and so often be so self-centered? Forgive us. Cause us to lift our eyes to you and the good things that you're doing in our lives and the good things that you're doing in the lives of men and women around us. And cause us to rejoice to persevere to the end. Bless us to this end we do pray in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen.